to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 289 of the Days I Know podcast. Welcome back. We have the regular crew back this week. MJ, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, David. How are you? Um, wonderful. Can't complain. Jess, how are you? Fantastic. All right. Well, let's just jump into it. We have a couple games to very quickly recap. Um, lots of other stuff happening this week as well. Uh, Wednesday, July 12th. Houston zero, the Loons three. Uh, the Loons went down to Houston uh, and kicked the shit out of Houston in what I believe was like a hundred and eleven degree heat index. Uh, when game when the game kicked off, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's. I think we. I think Jess. I think you and I both predicted a drab zero zero draws or something of that of that nature. We it definitely was def- predicted draws. <laughs> it was definitely not that. It was Houston, all Houston the first 10 minutes. Uh, and then Minnesota um, put on some clinical finishing uh, and then just kind of rode this one out to the end. Uh, that 15th minute goal was uh, from Bongi Longwane. Um, it was a, I believe it was a shot from Dotson that got deflected back. Uh, I think Steve Clark made a save on it, got deflected out. And then just Bongi takes his absolutely a most amazing time and clinically finishes the shot. Uh, just an amazing, absolutely amazing goal from from Bongi. Yeah, the Houston defender deflected it right back to Bongi. Um, I initially thought Pookie got the assist, but Pookie didn't touch the ball. It was the Houston defender that gave it gave it to Bongi. So we thank him for the assist. But yeah. Bongi doing the uh, geometric calculus needed, sorry, the geometric math to uh, to put that ball in the upper corner it, it was Dotson with the shot though from outside the box that that put it on that got it out to to Bongi and then Bongi yeah. basically let three defenders make their moves including one like kind of sliding at him before he he went and it waited and shot it into the top corner just an absolutely clinical finish and Bongi of last he year his foot twice or like in the replay I kept watching it it's like tap yeah, oh, tap go yeah Bongi of last year probably just shoots that into a defender. Bongi of this year does not shoot that into a defender and shoots in the in the top corner. So great, great finish from him. Uh, and then MJ, to your point, Hassani Dotson very involved in the next goal. Um, he, uh, I'll, I'll let you talk about the buildup here, but it is Timo Puki scoring his first goal for Minnesota um, with some Reynoso magic um, and just some fucking wizardry from Reynoso. Because when Reynoso picks up the ball from Dotson. Uh, he is, has his back to the goal and he is on the other side of the halfway line. Uh, he just turns and puts a ball in to, to Pookie, um, who is, uh, just running on goal with, he's got two defenders coming at him. He takes, you know, just waits, you know, makes his run, 
and then just takes his touch. And he doesn't he doesn't overthink it. Um, he wasn't fouled like Mender Garcia normally is because uh, someone's catching mm-hmm. up to him. It was just an absolutely amazing finish from um, uh, our Finnish striker. So, but MJ, I'll let you talk a little bit about how Sonny Dotson helps create that goal because that was a really important part of that goal too. Yeah, so somebody on the right side of the pitch for Houston is trying to head the ball into a dangerous area and Dotson steps up, reads the ball, and he's able well, to head it. It was a Zarek Valentin poor throw from Zarek Valentin, which normally is not what happens with him, but he no, had kind he of a poor throw. Normally it was, it, but it was a, it was a poor throw. And then, um, but the Houston defender does, or the Houston midfielder or whatever, doesn't do well with it. And to your point, so sorry, go ahead. Well, I thought the Houston defender did fine. If he's like, I don't have time to drop this to my feet and I'm just going to head it into a, try to head it to a dangerous area. So he tries to head it to a, a dangerous area, but Dotson just does, has a great read on the ball and he steps in front of his mark and uh, beats him to the ball. And as he is heading the ball towards Reynoso, the Houston player, Nelson Quinones, uh, steps in front of Dots and trips him up. So he's falling to the pitch as he's heading the ball. And he still gets to Reynoso. I love how you talked about Reynoso spinning because he spins away from the one defender and then has the wherewithal and vision to see that the second defender is approaching. And so he just passes and splits both of them uh, knowing and seeing that Pookie has started his run. And it, there's not a lot of replays that show when, where you can see both Reynoso and Pookie and the defenders in the same frame. But if you go back and you're able to find that part of the game, when Pookie starts his run and where he runs is so clinical. It's yeah. so perfect because he starts, he gets on the horse early. He doesn't wait to build momentum and get the ball. He's starting his run as he sees Hassani Dotson head the ball. And yeah. that's just, uh, and he's starting his run at a pace that will not make him off sides. He sees where the Houston back two defenders are. It was incredible. Yeah. Your uh, your colleague over at uh, Soda Soccer, David Naylor, actually had a really great article and had he had a screenshot of that because you, to your point, like all the highlights you look at, you don't ever see Pookie in the frame, um, but he grabbed a screenshot of, of the time where Reynoso was getting, basically receiving the ball from Dotson. Pookie was still in the frame and, and you could see the Houston defenders and you could see the, the one defender sucking in, Pookie kind of running around and and then you could see like, how much space opened up for Reynoso. So I would, yeah, if you want to check it out, uh, David Naylor over at Soda Soccer um, as a piece on Pookie that talks a little bit about it. And then the, the some, uh, some of the things from the Austin game that we talked about last week um, that, that, you know, the Austin game was not great, Jenna from Minnesota, but it kind of showed what Pookie can do um, in terms of working with Reynoso and with this offense. So definitely check that out. Uh, cool. All right. And then the second half, we get some subs in the 60th minute. Uh, Ismail Tajuri Shradi comes on for Rosales, trapped for Reynoso. Reynoso had just picked up a knock uh, in the 60th minute and uh, did not want to come out of this game. Um, I think he wanted to score a goal himself. Um, but the trainers were basically like said, no, he's got to come out. And we get uh, the first goal, the first uh, MLS goal for, for Minnesota for Izzy. 
as he likes, he said, he said to people, the media, that he wants to be called Izzy, Izzy to Juri Shradi, um, with that great ball from Bongi and MJ, tell me, tell, tell us a little bit about that ball. Well, just, it come, it's another chance off of a rebound and David, you and I've watched this team for years and we're not good at collecting rebounds. We're not good at sending multiple people into the box, putting them at different angles so that depending on where the ball bounces, there's a better chance that a loon gets on the ball. Because typically when we send that many loons forward, the other team counters on us and we suck. Um, but in this game, there were multiple times where someone takes a shot from distance and a loon is able to collect the rebound. This is just another example of that, except it was on a, on a counterattack. And Bongi does a lot of the work to, to get open and to take a shot. And Izzy... Uh, Shirati is just there, right place, right time, cutting to collect that rebound and put it back into the net. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. He has like something like 20 or something goals in MLS. He has like 131 appearances, but I think a majority of those are not starts. So the dude scores basically like, you know, a goal a game um, or something like that. It's like a goal every every two games, which is what this team needs. Um, we need you know, goal scores. So, yeah. Uh, um, all right. I so shout out on Izzy. Uh, shout out to Jens because uh, both Neil, Logan, and I were not able to be at this game for different reasons. Neil is on his way to New Zealand. Um, I was at a family wedding, and Jens made sure to get the Libya flag. Um, Ismail uh, is from Switzerland but he plays for the Libyan national team because he has parental heritage there. So yeah. he's Lib Libyan Swiss and he got the Libyan flag up above the wonder wall um, underneath the scoreboard in time for the game. So Jens, thank you so much. That, that was awesome. Actually, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about uh, Pookie last week with, uh, with Daniel is that we were all looking at the, the, the flags. We're like, what the fuck is that one? Is that other of that flag that we, no one knew it's the South Sudan flag with uh, Ryan Jiba um yeah, yeah, from south yeah. sudan so uh yes yeah, so that's great work by everybody like you guys who uh yeah you neil jens everybody who like helps make that stuff happen because that is like i mean i think 95 percent of people don't recognize it or realize what's happening there but for like the players and for the five percent who do it's really fucking important so thank you for all the work that you guys are doing on that on that side so i just want to go on a little rant here that Everywhere around the world, when you play a club game, not an international game like the World Cup or the Gold Cup, but when you're playing just club soccer, no national anthems are played. Um, the United States is the outlier, United States and Canada, where they play the national anthem, not of the players, because the players all come from different countries, but for the home fans, they, they, they play that. And if there are visiting fans from Canada, we play the Canadian uh, national anthem and so on. Uh, I think when we had we hosted Leon for the friendly with Miguel Ibarra, we played the Mexican national anthem. We did, but but uh, yeah, this is a thing unique to the United States. And for those of you that think I'm being overly sensitive here, what this means is you have a lot of international players that are wondering what the fuck is going on with you know seeing a national anthem that you know, doesn't really apply to me or whatever. And so for us to have the national flags up 
for those players to say, hey, we know you come from different countries and we care about your heritage too. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I will and say it has the, to be kept up, right? You can't leave anybody out now. Yeah. And it goes, it goes based on your, your uh, time with the team. So it, the USA is always first. And then based on your, your uh, length of, of duration with the team, that is how the, and so the flags move, which is also really cool to see sometimes like when the flags move and, and players leave and, and things like that. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great work. I, I mean, it's something that we took from the Nessie that Neil, I mean, it's, it's a Neil, it's a project that Neil's been on for yeah. what, 15, 15 years now, something like that. Almost, almost 15 years, uh, which is really cool. Anyways, uh, extra time, Bongi Inchi make team of the week honors, uh, Bongi as, uh, uh, up top. And then Inchi as the manager of the team of the week, Inch- uh, is yep. Inchi. I forbid yep. it. I forbid it. This did not happen. He did not make any team. Dane St. Clair and Timo Puki are on the team of the week bench uh, for their performances against Houston. Uh, Freddie Adu's for this game quickly. MJ, we'll start with you. I mean, obviously, uh, there's many players, but go for it. I really want to give give it to Dotson. He was involved with with two goals. Um, He tracked back and covered Tapias's ass, covered DJ Taylor's ass. Um, he was really noticeable on both ends of the pitch, one of his best games of the season. But in the end, my defensive heart go- gives my f- good Freddie of you to Dane St. Clair. Um, he had an uh, amazing diving save on Artur and a point blank save on Aliyu and countless other very more routine saves where he didn't have to move as much. But, uh, yeah, good to have him back because, uh, yeah, Sorry, Canada lost, but it's nice to have Dane St. Clair back. Right. Uh, yeah, I you know what I'll give it to um I'll give it to Bongi since he was so involved in both the goals on on this one. So um, you know, scoring a goal and then being um as important as he was for for uh Jury Shradi's goal. Jess, who do you got? Uh, if Inchi made team of the week. I'm the good Freddie Adu for me. So. All right. Let's get to your <laughs> post-match hot or not review from midweek Wednesday match. Go. Not hot. The fact that I can't remember Wednesday matches after watching a Saturday match. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. All right. Perfect. Moving on. Saturday. Yes. Or a couple days ago, July 15th. Loons won. Uh, Shivas USA won. Uh, two goals in this game, uh, about three minutes apart. Uh, LAFC, Carlos Vela. Uh, ha- there's an, I can't remember who uh, released him, but an absolute um, masterclass in not defending well and not goalkeeping well from Michael Boxel and Dane St. Clair. Uh, allowed Carlos Vela to round him and score. And then three minutes later, um, a masterclass in fucking amazing footmanship, Kervin Arriaga. Emmanuel Reynoso um, and Bongi, I believe, in this one. Bongi started this one to Kervin Arriaga, who has just an amazing chip over the LAFC defenders uh, for a Minnesota goal. Um, and that's pretty much it. It ends 1-1. There were some other opportunities in the second half. This game started off, um, I don't know, it seems really weird. There's, I've seen people write up that this is maybe one of the best games that Minnesota's played this season. I've seen some good chances, uh, that chances that were missed. Bongi had a sitter. 
uh, in the second half that he missed. Uh, Jean Bingson had one uh, that was uh, was a little perturbed that he wasn't on, but he's obviously coming back from injury. Um, anything else from this game that you guys want to, to highlight or point out from either in tenants or watching at all? Early on in the game, there was this great se- sequence with Puki drifting out to space w- wide right, and he's able to send in a, a very low cross that uh, Reynoso somehow gets, uh, as he's turning, spinning back, gets uh, a foot on and, and sends to Bongi, and, and Bongi shoots, and, and to LAFC's credit, the goalkeeper made a great save. Oh, yeah, McCarthy, um, yeah. McCarthy but, did make a great save. That was right in front of me. But it was such it was such a beautiful sequence. And you just like you see them passing like that, one touching, and you see Bongi and Ray's and Pookie's chemistry growing. Um and Sangbin's coming off an injury, so he wasn't starting. I was actually really pleased that Hassani Dawson got a start at left wing, uh, not because he's great at left wing, but with who we had available. Um, I didn't have a problem with uh putting Trap and Ariaga in the in the center midfield. Yeah. And, so um, the, uh, that's a good point. So they it played a four two three one with with him out there on the left wing. It it, it sort of morphed into a four four two on defense, right? With Dotson dropping yeah, down, yeah. and yep. then but then and Reynoso moving kind of up, but like below Puki, or more of like a maybe even a four four one one. Um, if you want to you know think about it that way, but with Reynoso and Puki as the ones uh, tracking um, defenders when the defenders have the ball. So it was a 4-2-3-1 in attack and a 4-4-2 in defense, which is a th- something that this team has done before, but probably not with the, probably not with like the, this caliber of players doing it. Right, MJ? Right. Yeah. Like it's standard for Heath to defend in a 4-4-2. But again, like uh, one of the things we talk about is Bongi's improvement for last year. We talked about it on just recently on the Houston game. Just you were talking about Bongi usually sends this into a defender or, or over the net, and he's scoring goals this year. The other thing I would say about Bongi is, is his defensive awareness is much improved from, from last year. His tracking back is aware. And when you, David, when you're talking about shifting through that 4 4 2 in defense, that requires your wings to drop back and be more even with the center mids, you know, be in line with the, with the center mids. That's something that Bongi was not doing well last year. He's doing it much better this year. And it's something that's probably quite natural for, for someone like Hassani Dotson. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody ever questioned Bongi's desire and his ability to run, but we always, we questioned his ability to, make good decisions when it came to that right. and, 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 his, and, and his, in his actual position. And to your point, MJ, it's amazing. It's, it's the, the improvement is amazing to see this year. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this team. I, I don't know how, am I happy with our record? No. Am I happy with certain aspects of Heath's coaching? No, but am I happy with other aspects of Heath's coaching? And as far as like the continued chemistry, being built by our attacking four, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, you know, with the league's cup coming up, if they can, and presumably a lot of time on the practice pitch together, if the, if there is this, we can build some more chemistry. Uh, a couple of things I'll just note, um, unless just, unless you have anything else you want to add from the, the actual match itself. Nope. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't, didn't mean to, didn't mean to like throw it, like 
cut you off there or anything. So, okay. Uh, they uh, announced an attendance record for that was broken for Minnesota. Um, I think it was something almost 20,000 people, um, which crowded. it, it didn't, which means they probably can get 20,000 in there if they want um, with some, you know, with some standing room only sort of stuff, uh, which is well, there was which also is, a whole row empty in front of, well, a whole row of like five seats it was empty. Okay. Oh, you know, good to know. Those are it, I, the att- the attendance is probably tickets sold, not necessarily uh, people who it come through the turnstiles. <laughs> so, thoughts in the seat. It's tickets sold. Yeah. Um, I also know Reynoso was on the team of the week bench for this week, so uh, good on him. Uh, two team of the weeks for for Emmanuel Reynoso. Um, let's do our Freddie Deuce from this game. Uh, MJ, sorry, let's start with Jess. Jess. Who's your, who's your Kervin? Of course. Yep. Uh, mine, is bon- mine is Bongi. Uh, if you see the longer version of the highlight of the goal, also a, just a beautiful passing display by Minnesota United. Uh, Bongi actually touches the ball twice. Um, yeah. Kervin and, and Ray do the give-go, but before they do the give-go, Bongi it, it actually plays the ball twice safely and smartly to open open moon's players to to create that give go so um and, and he almost scored on that almost equally as beautiful passing display but just not the ending goal so uh yeah. again with the in, in improvement of, of bongi all season uh bongi gets my good for you do cool uh i mean we already talked about a little bit uh i'm gonna give it to hasani dotson i think in spite of like houston being the game where he had probably the most like direct in like involvement with goals. This might've been his best game um, in a while as a, as a loon. This was his hundredth appearance uh, in MLS. I think um, this, this week or on Sun uh, on Saturday. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, just him, be, him being able to play at that position where he can be in that front line. And also um, if, I think it frees up Will Trap to do more Will Trappy things, and if he can be a, if he can be a good defender, it Dotson is weird because I think I think Dotson is a is a really valuable MLS player. Um, I don't think he's a really good MLS player. I don't. That seems weird to say. Yes, uh, it does. We in use that, He's super valuable because he can play lots of positions. I think he can play lots mm-hmm. of positions, but he can't play one position particularly well. And I think part of that is because he has not been given an opportunity to play, to play one position really well. He plays a lot. He plays a lot, which is good. But he and he, you know like you know but for his injury, like you know he he was very durable and he is still very durable. And he has he's very valuable in that he's like a really good. Um, I'm the baseball analogy here is like a utility man right so he's like a yeah, really good yeah. utility man um so he's really good at a lot of things so he's like very valuable to your team but like if you have to play him in one position there's not like you lose value and i'm i say that because no special i say that i say that because he hasn't been given an opportunity to really just focus in on playing as the six or playing as the eight or playing as the 10 or playing on a wing right he's not been given that opportunity um for myriads of reasons, right? We can talk about the, the the front office and the coaching staff and not giving, not like just investing in him in, in one particular area. 
but also like his versatility is like part of the reason why he's so valuable to this team. And I don't, I would not, I would want the team to lose that versatility. So um, uh, I think just in, in terms of ge- generally seeing what Dotson can do, th- this week has been amazing for him. And I, I, wa- I want to give him some credit for that. Like th- this is a really amazing week for Hassani Dotson. So uh, he's my uh, Freddie Adu of the week. So. All right, Jess, now to the actual post-match hot or not review. So, you know, you can write the shit down before, uh, you know, after your, after the game and you can just text me, I'll throw it in the, in, in our, in our docs. Right. But that being said, knock, knock yourself out. Let's go. Post-match hot or not review from, from Saturday night. Dirty hot. That nasty little chip from Kervin. I'm still not over that chip. Or the fact that his name is Kervin and not Kevin. I fucking love that. Hot. And the natural hair. It's doing wonders for his game. All right. Not hot. Missing the Gerstern goal because I was busy hot dog shopping. When I returned to my seat, the family that I love that sits behind me said, um, you could go back up if you want. Because apparently I'm bad luck. <laughs> Hot. My date. Because girls still got game. Yeah. All right. Not hot. I can't say his name and look at it at the same time. Cellini. 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 Giorgio okay. Cellini. Yeah. Cellini. He looks like Crew Magnum Man. And he wasn't even hot when he stopped to walk into the first row and snap a selfie with the fan. A fan, mind you, in a Loon's jersey. And I freaking hate when LAFC comes to town and all of the secret crushes of all these people that have been sitting amongst you like happy Loon's fans are unveiled and they just kiss the ass of Velo, Vela, and Chilini and whoever the pal else in black and gold. And I hate it. But the least hot of least hot things. Elie's Continental Tire Commercial. I'm pretty sure he had no say in the marketing <laughs> vision. I'm pretty sure he had no say in the scripting. But it's painful and increasingly painful each and every fucking time I watch it. Hashtag truth. <laughs> that is, that's fair. Uh, I, I will say there was a person in a Chiellini shirt who came down near where I stand, which is like right behind the goal. Did you plug him? To, no, no, with, he, but it was an Italian shirt on who was like just who wanted to take a picture of Chiellini. So... Um, and I had to, I had to be like, well, I, I didn't want to be like, hey, asshole, get the hell out of here, because technically, <laughs> technically, you don't wear the opposing team stuff in in the in the sec in the in the Wonderwall section, even if it is the the national team. Um, right. He wasn't wearing an LAFC shirt. He wasn't really bothering people. He just wanted to come down and get a picture quick of Keelina getting the ball. Heart, yeah, of, of of taking the of taking the ball from McCarty and and taking the 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 goal kick. And so I was like, well. I'll let that that dumb motherfucker have his shot. So, um, you know. As an uh, right. national fan, he should know better. I I mean, most people should know better, but we had we, we always have issues with people coming down into the section with uh, 
national team jerseys of 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 players. Do you guys need some muscle? Should I start a, a muscle supporters group? Yeah. It's like it's just like me and other girls who look like me standing arm in arm. I mean, if you want to come muscle the the Wonderwall, like please by all means. I, I think, yes, I think you have my you attempt to entertain me. Yeah, I'd be very effective. Yeah, you have my you have my blessing. Um, all right, MNUFC two. They played yesterday. Uh, they beat LAFC two two to nothing. Diego Pacheco and Emmanuel Iwe both scored goals. Uh, Pacheco in I think like the forty eighth or forty ninth minute, and then Iwe I believe in the eighty ninth or ninetieth minute. Um, so yeah, so Minnesota United FC two uh, goes into the All Star break with a, a an amazing win. They have I believe of their five recent matches, four of them have been clean sheets. So starting to get shit up back on track for MNUFC2, which is really good. I assume you talked about Iwe's contract last week or two weeks ago, and I just don't remember it. We did, yes, we did. Um, so, yeah, he's so yeah, he's playing He's playing both uh, for MNUFC2 and also with Minnesota United. Um, uh, Cameron Dunbar is another one who's a MS, MNUFC player who also plays down with MNUFC2 um, most weeks as well, so... Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Fred Emmings had some great saves in that game. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I heard. So. St. Paul Central's Fred Emmings. Yeah. St. Paul. He's a, a tall motherfucker. I, I just. I can't. Every time I see him at Allianz, I'm just like, how <laughs> fucking tall are you, man? It's insane. Uh, all right. Once a loon, MJ, take it away. I have a. I have a triple threat loaded once a loon this week, just because there were so many amazing newsworthy things. Uh, one, uh, Luis Amaria now in Mazatlan and Liga MX, they were playing Monterey and he is in the box, <laughs> but is defending in the box. He tracks all the way back to try to help on defense. The ball is coming in the air and rather than trying to head it and going up for the header, he goes up for a leaping karate front kick. I'm, I'm so disappointed. The face of Monterey uh, player John Stefan, probably Stefan Medina. Yeah, I'm, John I'm Stefan so, Medina just takes one to the face trying to head this ball. I'm so disappointed that you weren't on the podcast last week because I really wanted you to talk about this because <laughs> this was fucking amazing. So when I post this podcast, MJ, you should try and and tweet and, and like tweet a link about about with the, the video of this kick because if you haven't seen it, it's fucking amazing. The fact that he didn't get a straight red card right away blows my mind, but then he eventually got the red card. I have an opinion about this. It is very obvious when you watch the replay that Luis Amaria is not looking at anything else but the ball. He has his blinders on, and and he doesn't see anything but the ball, and he is going after the ball. He had no idea that player was there. And so this was not egregious intent or intent to injure um, or malicious. Um, and so it was called a yellow. That, that doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. What matters, what matters is that is what is, I think the referee put his hand to his ear and they're like, yeah, you fucked up. Go book, go look at that monitor real quick and then come back and give him a red card because that was a fucking red card. So, yeah. Yeah. It was initially given a yellow, uh, but yeah, uh, changed to a red, uh, I retweeted this as Once a Loon's after after Dark Edition. Um, hashtag Once a Loon. You can see my Once a Loon posts. But yeah, uh, 
yeah, it was it was incredible. And I retweeted the still, but my partner at Soda Soccer, David Naylor, says if you watch the video, it's worse. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> this video is really fucking bad. The fact that it was not a straight red from the get go is kind of staggering. I mean. It doesn't make pro rels look good, but it 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 certainly like gives pro rels a reason for them sucking ass as much as they do. So let's put it that way. Um, and then going back uh, quite a ways in Minnesota soccer history, uh, Travis Wall, uh, once a Minnesota Star, once a NASL loon, uh, he has been the head men's soccer coach at St. Olaf. In Minnesota for a number of years, uh, he has been given the head coaching job at Kenyon College in Gambier, Ohio. Gambier, Ohio, that's essentially just a college town, not unlike where St. Olaf is. Um, and, uh, Gambier, population 2000. So uh, congrats to, to Travis Wall continuing his head coaching career and leaving the state of Minnesota Hopefully, good things for him. And finally, the last. Uh, remind me sometime to, to have to tell you guys on the podcast a story about the girl I dated uh, from um, Northfield, which is where Saint Olaf is located in right. college at Saint Thomas. Uh, that was a weird fucking experience. So remind me sometime. Not not right now, but sometime. Okay. <laughs> um. And finally, in the triple threat, once a loon, uh, former loons color commentary, Kendra de Sedaban is headed to Australia and New Zealand for the Women's World Cup. Congrats to her and her continued commentary career. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. Super oh, excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super excited for Kendra uh, to have her call Kendra games. In... Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about the, the Women's World Cup here at, towards the end of the podcast. So. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk Minneapolis City, uh, some Minnesota Aurora stuff, WPSL. We're talking about WPSL now. Very cool. And Leagues Cup, as well as some uh, other world soccer stuff. So we will be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we. All right, and we are back with our Minneapolis City Minute. Minneapolis City played a couple of games this weekend. Uh, Thursday, July 13th, was the rescheduled match against FC Manitoba. A 2-1 victory for Minneapolis City uh, at the McAllister Stadium in St. Paul. The Minneapolis citizens are undefeated in uh, Minneapolis City since they've joined the USL League 2. Just going to leave it at that. MJ. Tell us a little bit about that game. Well, first of all, weather woes. It's rescheduled from June 14th due to air quality. And then they had to deal with multiple lightning strike delays during the game. Basically, I consider this the weather gods punishing Canada for not taking care of their wildfire situation better. Um, and for those of you that are going to come at me and say, this is climate change and this is bigger than Canada. I say yes, but also fuck Canada. So, um, they are friendly 
and kind and democratic. And we all not, wish we had Justin Trudeau. I don't know. Have but, you have you been to Manitoba? Manitoba is not any of those things. So let's, let's leave it at that. I have not been to Manitoba. I yeah. might go to what? Ontario. Let's say that that part of Canada is uh, is a little more on the uh, pro fracking side than the uh, the rest oh. of the of the other parts of Canada. So yeah, the ones I work with are very liberal. So yeah, when you get uh, further west, um, Manitoba, like Winnipeg's not that bad, but like the rural parts of Manitoba, and as you get to Saskatchewan and Alberta, um, it gets a lot more right wing over in that neck of the woods. Yeah, uh, speaking. Anyways, I got to, I, I got a chance to, to catch the second half of this game. I had, a, I had a meeting in the in the evening, so um, so I did catch the second half, and then um, and then I left at the lightning delay. This I bought a e bike, guys on uh, on Thursday. So what, what, what company or Friday? Well, it's from a, from a friend. Um, oh, but cool. I, awesome. I, I I rode my regular bike over to to this, but I, I tested ride the e bike on Thursday, and then I rode my regular bike over. Cause I had a meeting. I was like, "Oh, I'll check out! Like, it's in St. Paul. I can ride over there in like five minutes or ten minutes, I guess." Um, well, it was it was awesome. So, um, it was a cool spot to to watch a game, and it would be cool if, if you know there's not really another St. Paul team in the USL if they if they were able to find a way to do a couple games over in uh, St. Paul um, every year. That'd be I think be really fucking awesome. So, yeah, it was great to see some fans come just because of the location was super convenient for them yeah there's a there's a, a big dad crew uh, of yeah. st paul dads that were there um yeah, specifically Mike's because on, of the game yeah uh the one that on twitter goes by norm charlatan um yeah all, yeah, all you guys good, good good to see you at a minneapolis yeah. city game. I, I also i also made a bunch of kids run laps on the because it was uh, uh there's McAllister trap so or track so i was <laughs> i was making kids and i actually went out and ran um, oh, I beat kids in a in a track meet, so you know there was that. So you know they it was a good time. Feel good about yourself. Yep, of course. They of course. also fooled you, David, on the 180. They chose to turn around and go the home leg of the of the track without your knowledge, and they all yeah. went and beat you back because um, they but, didn't like losing to you that one time, and so they 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 yeah. did the 180 on you. Fucking kids. Fucking kids. Let me tell you though. Some kids that score goals. Hakeem yeah. Morgan, the great assist from Den Dennis Mensa. He basically nutmegs the keeper. And then Darley Florville. If you have not seen this highlight, please go to MPLS City SC on Twitter and find Darley Florville's goal. He does some step overs and some shoulder feints and just breaks the ankle of his defender and then curls one into the top corner. It is beautiful. Uh, so the game ends. Minneapolis City wins two to one. It was called in the 81st minute after multiple lightning delays kept delaying the game. FC Manitoba having to drive a very long distance with a bus that took some doing to get into the small McAllister parking lot. They wanted to play. They were out there in the rain, ready to go, hoping the game would continue. And credit to them for wanting to keep playing, but USL has their rules, and a lot of those rules have to do with how far lightning is from the pitch if you see it, and then how long you have to wait. And then what maybe FC Manitoba didn't know is that due to St. Paul City ordinances, the lights have to be 
killed at 10 p.m. So uh, it wasn't going to be let's wait till 10:15 or any time after 10 to try to continue the game. That wasn't going right. to be possible. Um, great quote from Carl Craig. Today, some of it was impressive. Some of it in the football was a bit tidy. It speaks to evolution. It's great. It speaks to, well, the message is getting across. So thanks, Carl Craig, for that quote. And yeah. uh, that leads into the game, the final USL League 2 game right. on Saturday, July 15th. Yeah, so this is in our uh, in uh, Renosha, uh, or yeah, RKC Third Coast, Racine Kenosha, Racine Kenosha County, I think is the, yeah. uh, and Minnesota needing a win uh, to secure MN MN Super Cup for next year. Um, they lose three to one, uh, which gives I believe uh, our, uh, Racine Kenosha the second spot in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, however, Minneapolis City Futures qualified for the 2024 MN Super Cup by winning UPSL, but we don't know what that means, if it means that Minneapolis City Futures team has to play or if Minneapolis City can submit their team for that. Uh, who the fuck knows? But uh, anything from this game, uh, MJ, the loss to uh, RKC? You know, I mean, uh, I didn't take notes on this game. I was unable to watch this game. So, uh, you know, hats off to City for... Um, a much improved year. I'm just going to go to the year-end review right now. Right. Yeah, um, please. They, they finished in sixth place in the EPCL with three wins, three draws, and six losses. After the, the second game, which I think they, they lost pretty badly, Carl said, you know, our goal for the end of the year is to go 500. Um, they got three wins, three draws, and six losses. That's not 500, but much improved from the only one win they had last year. Um, in USL League Two, I think Carl's got the team headed in the right direction. Um, they had 12 points. The last place, uh, Bavarian, only had five points. So, um, also, we just want to point out, considering RKC Third Coast women's team, and you look at how they play against Aurora, and you look at how their men's team plays against City, is very clear where they're focusing their money and coaching efforts. Yeah, and for that's sure. all I got to say about that. <laughs> Right. Um, you mentioned the Super Cup. Uh, I do believe that uh, the Futures team that qualifies will be, it, it will have to be a Futures team of some sort. Um, they do pass players back and forth, and I don't know if there's going to be any uh, restriction on how many players that have played Future ga games that have also played USL League 2 games, uh, what the restriction is there, but it will be a Futures-centric team. Um, a UPSL team that qualifies. So it would be them and Vlora from the UPSL in 2024 Minnesota Super Cup from the UPSL. In the USL League 2 from Minnesota, it will be St. Croix Soccer and uh, Rochester FC. So, yep. And the in the USL League 2 standings, Rochester, uh, sorry, St. Croix had 16 points, Rochester had 14, and Minneapolis City had 12. So those three Minnesota teams, all very competitive with each other. We'd like to see them getting more points and competing more with the Canadian teams next year. Uh, and then the Minnesota City. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Finally, the because it was the last home game on Thursday, the Minneapolis Citizens, the supporters group, 
gave out their Golden Crow Award, the nominations for who exhibits the spirit, passion, and commitment to Minneapolis City were striker Hakeem Morgan, winger Shea Bechtel, fullback Wes Lawrence, and forward Stevie Lemaire. Um, we voted and chose to give the award to fullback Wes Lawrence. Uh, he was amazing on defense, really good on the ball going forward, and actually has roots going back with Minneapolis City 2 when Minneapolis City 2, not the Futures, were playing in that UPSL division. So congrats to Wes Lawrence. You are the 2023 Citizens Golden Crow. Cool. Um, and then the la- potentially last home match, uh, depends on if they win this game, um, is on t- today. If you're listening to this podcast, 7-18, 7 p.m. versus Duluth FC. They are the top of the NPSL. Uh, if Minnesota, if, if sorry, if Minneapolis City wins this game, they will advance to the knockout rounds of the Minnesota Super Cup. Possible they could host a game again, um, but no one knows for sure. So this is your potentially last chance to check out a Minneapolis City game at Edor Nelson Field this year. Uh, if they win, again, they they probably they go on. If they draw or ta- or draw or lose, uh, they're out of the the Super Cup for this year. Um, so let's go cheer on her. I'll be there uh, tomorrow. Um, I think I need to reach out to Daniel. I think I offered one of my tickets to Daniel, my super or extra tickets to Daniel, and I have an extra ticket if anybody else wants to go. Um, I will po- I'll try to post this podcast as, as early as I can in the morning um, and then let me know um, at Texas L or if you want to go to this game. I'll just bring my tickets probably to the Citizens uh, pregame as well just to give them away if people want to show up and party there. So, uh, All right, Minnesota Aurora. Uh, the USLW League Finals are set. Um, and MJ, you had the notes in here for this one. Indy 11 wins. NC Courage so, wins. Yeah. Indy 11, who beat Minnesota Aurora in the Midwest uh, regionals, uh, they go on to beat a very impressive San Francisco Glens team, 3-2. to two. North Carolina Courage, U23, not the NWSL team. That would be illegal. They're professionals. The, they're, the North Carolina Courage U23 team beat Eagle FC out of Central Pennsylvania, 4-1. to one. So it will be Indy 11 versus NC Courage in the final this weekend. Um, North Carolina Courage have two Gopher players, the Brown sisters, Izzy and Amelia Brown. So if you weren't cheering against Indy 11 because you don't like that they beat Aurora, you should cheer for North Carolina Courage U23 because of the Gopher connection. All right. Definitely do that. Uh, and Miss Aurora is going to be hosting a, a free watch party at TCO Stadium uh, on July 26th for the USA versus Netherlands game in the Women's World Cup. Um, the first, we'll talk about the Women's World Cup in a little bit, but if you want to go, that you can go to the Minnesota Aurora. Uh, they have a link. They want you to register and RS- it's free. Uh, the concessions will be open. They'll have vendors and things like that, but they want you to register and basically get a, like a free ticket, but it is totally free. So if you want to check out the um, TCO Stadium, if you haven't been, or if you want to go watch a women's world cup match out there, um, definitely should do that. Uh, all right, MJ, this is totally you WPSL central region, Northern conference updates. So before Aurora, the 
best amateur women's soccer you could find in the Twin Cities was the WPSL. Some would argue it's still the best place to find amateur women's soccer in the Twin Cities. Uh, the Northern Conference has 10 teams, eight from Minnesota, plus Sioux Falls City and Dakota Fusion. Dakota Fusion gets asterisks into Minnesota because they play their games at Moorhead High School. Um, six of those eight Minnesota teams are based in the Twin Cities. I've always wanted to go to a game. I have yet to go to a game in, in the WPSL other than when the uh, Fire 98 played at Seafoam Stadium where David Zeller now plays. Um, Occasionally. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, long story longer, Minnesota Thunder Academy wins the Northern Conference regular season, but they chose not to play the postseason. I don't know why. Hopefully Equal Time Soccer will have more information about that. So second place, Salvo SC based in Arden Hills gets the nod to go to the playoffs in the central region uh, in the first semifinal, the Colorado Rapids, Colorado Rapids women beat Casey Courage 1-0, but in the Minnesota semifinal, um, there's a shootout win between Salvo SC and Milwaukee Torrent. Um, it goes seven rounds. Goalkeeper Aiden Gagner from Farmington makes a save in the seventh round, which leaves the door open for Bella Meyer forward for University of St. Thomas and graduate of Hastings High School, scores the final goal. They win 7-6 to six in the shootout, go to the final against the nationally number one ranked Colorado Rapids women, and University of Minnesota gopher attacker Kaya Harper scores a brace. Her first goal was an absolute banger from about 24 yards out. Go watch that. Um, so that puts Salvo in the national semifinals this weekend in Stillwater. No, you can't drive to it, or you could, but it, it's Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, Saturday, July 22nd will be the two semifinals, Charlotte Eagles versus Rhode Island Rogues, and SC Del Sol versus Salvo SC. The final is Sunday at 7 p.m. You can watch the Salvo semifinal at 11 a.m. Central Daylight Time most likely on the 11 sports streaming website. Cool. All right. Let's get back to some loons. Uh, they are playing in the league's cup. Um, Jeff, do you have any questions about the league's cup? I don't know. No, maybe. Uh, so this is a tournament that I... is just started this year. Sorry, MJ, go ahead. It's a World Cup South tournament that doesn't didn't include the start world this year. It started <laughs> previous years. This is the first year they're letting all the Liga MX teams and all the MLS teams play, right? Yes. Why didn't they before? The, the, the reasons. Proof of concept. They they reasons. wanted to proof of concept. Yeah. They they wanted um, to try it out with fewer teams and fewer venues and. Yeah. So we have uh we have two games. Uh, in our group stage, it's groups of three. Um, we have two games in our uh, two teams in our group. Uh, we have Puebla on Sunday, and then uh, Chicago Fire uh, the following Thursday. So uh, we're gonna always get paired with them. Well, we don't ever. We see. Here's the thing: we have never. We hardly ever play Chicago for like five fucking years. When we all I wanted to do was go to Chicago, and now Chicago, we play Chicago every year, and 
they often come here instead of us going there. So yeah. it's, a whole, it's, a, it's a whole thing, Jeff. Anyways, um, okay. don't, don't, don't think too hard about it is basically like the question. Yes. And, and with the league's cup generally, don't think too hard about it basically. Uh, so the Playboy game coming up uh, this Sunday at 8 p.m. on Sunday at Allianz. It's not technically a home match for the Loons on Sunday. It is going to be uh, technically a an away or a neutral venue. Um, that doesn't mean that the Wonderwall is not going to be full of uh, Minnesota United uh, SG supporters, um, but it is technically not a home match. So they're like all of the Loons branding won't be in the stadium. It'll be League's Cup branding, which will be interesting to see. Um, I'm curious as how the uh, staff of the team is going to take care of that, make sure that there's not, uh, you know, the P-chant. And we've, as someone who, as, you know, Vice President of Wonderwall, we've reiterated to the team that it's very important that the team and the security are very cognizant of the P-chant. And so I'm kind of curious as how that goes. Um, but it is... A match at 8 p.m. on a Sunday, which is, I guess, I don't know, it's not technically a school night because it's the summer, but still it's 8 p.m. on a Sunday, so we'll see what the attendance looks like. Do you guys have any particular thoughts on this game? Um, cares or whatever? Like, we we have, I, we host, so we host both of the, of the we host, there's, it's a group of three. We host both of our games at home. We don't have to go. So Chicago, uh, Chicago hosts Playboy, and then, um, and then I think on Wednesday, and then Playboy comes here, and then we then Chicago comes up here or something like. That. I can't remember what the exact exact schedule is. The top two from each group go on to the knockout round. Um, so we we need to basically probably get you know at least uh, a win and a draw between you know those two games. So I don't know. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. For those that don't know, Liga MX has a fall apertura or opening season and then a playoffs an opening season playoffs aperture playoffs that runs roughly from september through december and then from january through about aprilish they have a clausura or closing season with a closing playoffs and then the winner of those two playoffs play for a championship at the end of the season. That's their format. Uh, it's always been argued that when CONCACAF Champions League starts, Liga MX have an advantage because their teams have already played several matches where it's those early rounds of CONCACAF Champions League are like preseason games. Um, and a lot of the MLS teams are just getting their feet underneath them. Um, this will be different in the sense that it's in the middle of the MLS season. The MLS teams are ready to play. They're they they're midseason. They they know their teammates. They know their coach. The Liga MX teams are going to be in their off season. So it's exciting for me for that pedantic, uh, minuscule minutia. Will it matter? I don't know. I did not buy tickets to either of these matches. I may watch them on TV if that's an option. They're all going to be on uh, the Apple uh, TV 
MLS app thing. So, so can... I will still be here with your hots and knots. Okay. Might even be better since you can, you have a little more of a bird's eye view of, of things. So yes. uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm with you, MJ. I, I, I think this is an interesting, um, yeah, the teams are, they're not necessarily, it, it's very similar to when MLS joins the CONCACAF like Champions League stuff, right? Where MLS is normally like in their preseason um, and MLS or, and then Liga Mekis is near the end of their season. Whereas this, this tournament, Liga Mekis is in like towards the end of their preseason but MLS is in the middle of their season. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how much teams care about this tournament. Um, there is a lot of money involved for the players if they win it. There are CONCACAF Champions League spots available for teams that win it. So I would think that MLS teams would make this a priority, um, especially a team like Minnesota, which you know, looking at their, you know, whatever. Minnesota is not in the playoffs right now as, as the Western Conference standings are, right? But this right. is an opportunity for them to guarantee themselves a spot in the Champions League for 2024. Um, I think it makes goddamn sense for them to, like, make a run in this tournament or try to make, try to make a run in this tournament. Um, I think there's other teams that may say, yeah, you know what? This is an opportunity to blood some young, um, some young kids and get them some experience. And if we win, great. But it's not the biggest priority. Yeah. But but teams like Minnesota, um, so I'm I'm speaking to the Minnesota specific thing here is like we should prioritize any opportunity that we have to win like six games and get into a continental tournament. We should yeah. prioritize that fucking tournament. Um, especially considering there's no, we're not, it's not the U S open cup. We're not playing like midweek matches. There's a break. There's a literally a month break between the LAFC game and the next game we play. Um, it's more than a month, honestly. Right. It's, um, fucking August 27th. Right. So it's, it's, it's six weeks from the last time we played a match to the next time we'll play an MLS match that we should be prioritizing a tournament like this. Um, I mean, I guess it's, the the the, the counter argument is that potentially if someone gets hurt, right? Pookie some, hey, Pookie pulls something, then you're fucked for MLS. But I mean, I don't know. We're it, that's fucked for MLS anyway. It, I mean, you you raise an important point, David, because normally when you have these extra tournaments, you're having to balance. You want to send this roster to to your league turn your league competition MLS in this case, and then the League's Cup, you would send a different, slightly different roster with some obvious overlap. But yeah. but without our having to play MLS games, Minnesota United can focus all of their roster resources on just one thing, and there's only one thing going on. Right. And I, and I think this tournament, the top three get spots in the Champions League, so it's not even like a winner-take-all kind of situation, which is with the U.S. Open Cup. Like, the, the winner of the U.S. Open Cup gets the spot in the in the CONCACAF Champions League. You just need to get to the semifinals and then win a semifinal game. Um, and if you win that semifinal game, get to the final, you're good. 
so I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see how the team plays it. Um, so there's two situations, right? There's one scenario where the team takes it seriously and they fucking go for it, which mm-hmm. I could I could absolutely see, right? You you have Pookie, um, you have uh, Tajuri Shradi, um, you have Song Ben who's coming back from from injury. You have uh, Miguel Tapias who's coming back. These guys who all like need time, and so you're like, well, let's. This is the opportunity. We have like two games. We do well in these two games. We get to the knockout round. We get to the knockout round. It's four matches, and who the fuck knows? Um, and all I could also absolutely see this team doing the exact opposite of that and playing a lot of MLS Next Pro play uh, guys um, with people like Emmanuel Reynoso, who are they're trying to get back in fist and Team Mapuki, and then it's being like a disjointed shit show. Um, I really hope they choose the former and not the latter, but literally I, I, I am not, I can't just based on watching this team for the, you know, the last, what fucking almost 15 years, I can't figure, I don't know what they're going to try and do. I really hope they do. I really hope they do the former and try to win the goddamn thing. Um, but I can easily see them doing the latter and shitting the bed and losing two games at home and being mm-hmm. knocked out of this tournament and then just having uh, a month to sit at home and, you know, just practice, I guess, which might be good for the MLS season, but who the fuck knows? Because have any other thoughts on the League's Cup match? We, I mean, obviously, we don't know much about... Uh, I, I don't know much about Liga Mekis teams and especially Club Playbola. I would know more about some other teams in Liga Mekis, um, so I don't really want to... Uh, venerate on that so mj go ahead i only watched a couple of pueblo highlights they they can score goals from distance they have a couple of people that are really good at headers in the box but what stuck out to me more was overall they finished eighth in the apertura and 11th in the clausura okay. so and and the liga mx has 18 teams so this is very mid table this is right. not a Club America. This is not a Cruz Azul. This is not a Tigres uh, team. Or Leon, or yeah, right, right. Like this is a not a Club Atlas. You know, like this. This is a team that if you hadn't heard of before, is because they're not that good. So, <laughs> and, and I mean, I mean, Minnesota should win, should win both these games. And I will also say too. Uh, sorry, MJ. Uh, these games do not end in ties either they end um after 90 minutes with pks if the, if it's tied and uh no so time. it's no extra time so it's three points for a win in, in regular time two points for a pk win and one point for a pk loss and zero points if you lose in in regular time so um yeah no team no minnesota team should be playing for a fucking tie in minnesota and so i will be interested to see what the um, what process the like? <laughs> for the loons is. Let's put it that way. So, uh, all right. Anything else on the League's Cup match coming up this Sunday? We can talk more about it on Monday when we, we recap the game. And then we'll obviously know more about the fire players. And, and we can look at the what the fire brought to their game against Puebla as well. And hopefully get some insight on how they're taking this tournament as well. So. When does the fire play play blah? Play play blah. 
<laughs> good. Um, good question. I don't know. Wait, do I care? I don't care. Okay. Um, I'm looking it up right now. They play in Chicago. Yeah. So, you know, like, you'll be able to watch it on, again, the Apple Plus MLS package. But... Uh, oh, so they so they play on... Um, July 23rd, um, 9 p.m. Right in town. No, no, that's... Sorry, that's when Playboy plays Minnesota United. Yeah, they July... Play, July 31st, July 31st at Chicago, uh, and then Chicago plays up here on uh, Thursday, the, or sorry, so we play, we play Playbla um, on Sunday, then we play Chicago on Thursday, and then Playbla and Chicago play on uh, Thursday, or sorry, Monday the 31st, so we'll be done with our... um, are part of this tournament until assuming we don't win both those games. Um, we may not know exactly where we're going to finish, but yeah. And then uh, the knockout starts um, with the round of 32, which goes from August 2nd through the 4th. And the final is until August 19th. Right. But again, this no MLS teams play during this, this time it'll, it'll be all focused on the league's cup. Um, it should be fun. I I am sad that it may detract from the Women's World Cup a bit in some markets, but whatever. Yeah, a lot of soccer think, fun coming up. I don't think it will that much. And I also think uh, if teams get knocked out early, you might see some like you know friendlies or something between MLS teams. So. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's talk uh, some world soccer. U.S. men's national team lost to Panama in penalties in the Gold Cup semifinal. Um, good for Panama. them for losing. Yeah. Um, and then the U.S. – so the World Cup kicks off uh, the Women's World Cup, the proper – the fucking proper World Cup uh, kicks off very, Thursday. very soon. Thursday? Is it Thursday. Thursday, 2 a.m., New Zealand versus Norway. 5 a.m., Australia versus Ireland. And then Thursday, not Thursday for locally, but Thursday for us, 9.30 p.m., Nigeria <laughs> versus Canada. Yeah, right on. Uh, that's so fucking weird that they, that th- those games are happening in just completely weirdly different time zones. Um the U.S. kick off their tournament on uh, Friday at 8 p.m. versus uh, Vietnam, and that game will I, I will be at the Black Art for that game. Um, definitely hoping people will come to that. Uh, their next game will be Wednesday, July 26th against the Netherlands, also at 8 p.m. Central Time, and then uh, Tuesday, August 1st at 2 a.m. So it will be Monday night into Tuesday morning. So say, like take a nap. Just get up at one o'clock, drive your ass over to the black cart. Um, the black cart closes from one until one thirty. Um, so get there at one thirty, and then at two o'clock, because uh, one thirty they'll open the doors back up again. And at two o'clock, you can watch uh, the USA and uh, Portugal uh, in their last group stage match. And I know the black cart's gonna be opening for a lot of those matches. Not all of the matches. They are not. They're not doing the the same. 
thing they did for the Qatar World Cup. But if there's um, particularly good matches that they have a bartender who's willing to open up for, um, shout out to uh, Mark Provatsky, uh being a sicko as well. Uh, and um, uh, so check out the Blackheart Twitter feed. I think I'll try to update my Twitter handle and, and feed and stuff with matches that I am planning on going to. Cause I will definitely, I'm I'm up at two o'clock most mornings anyways. Uh, I might, I'll probably just God swing in and check out matches. Yeah. So um, MJ, anything else from the women's, the U S uh, or the, sorry, the women's world cup, not specifically U S but just women's world cup generally or what U S WNT specifically. Uh, Lindsay Horan and Alex Morgan get the captain nods. I believe that is a, uh, a very Asian nod to we want to show respect to veteran leaders and not necessarily you're not picking the best players you're picking the leaders you're picking those that have done this before um so anybody who thinks Lynn Williams should have gotten a captainship I would probably 100% agree with you but the way that the U.S. women's national team works very historically has been to be very near going to honor those that came before us. Um, and they've consistently kind of been that way. Yes, that is definitely, definitely true. So, um, and if the U S women's national team does it, there'll be three in a row world cups, which is be <laughs> fucking unprecedented. Um, so, um, I don't think as MJ has any men's team won the world cup three times in a row. I don't know. I do not believe so. So yeah. I, uh, I, there's only one team that I think that has won it twice in a row, and that's uh, in the men's uh, Uruguay team won the first two. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the U.S. Women's National Team has won two in a row as well, so yeah. there's that. So, but yeah, uh, all right, uh, Sickos FC, the that crazy thing I started up just randomly. <laughs> uh, we are getting we're playing together again on Saturday, this coming Saturday, the twenty second. Uh, at Hamlin, the Hamlin Midway <laughs> Park Futsal Court at noon. Um, if you want to come hang out, uh, please do. Uh, we're, we'll just bring, you know, wear shoes. So not soccer shoes, but wear like, you know, get some good like running shoes or or soccer, you know, turf shoes, things. Don't put, don't put, have cleats on, please. Bring a light and a dark and bring plenty of water because uh, it is hot out there. And people, uh, nobody dehydrated, but I think people are like, oh, I probably should have brought more water. So bring it a shit in the water. And as someone who runs into this in another sport, when he says light or dark, he means white or a dark color. Please avoid yeah. bringing pastels as, you know, no one wants to see a canary yellow light jersey. That's confusing. Don't, don't do that. Don't bring a pastel pink. That's confusing. You can't don't, tell me what to do. Don't bring a light gray. A light gray as 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 a light. Mate, it's don't, as long as you as long as you have a, a, a definitive dark as well. We we'll figure it out. MJ. here's the thing. Yeah. Every, uh, it's the 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 main ethos of this thing is do not be a dick, and everybody is welcome. So even if you have that that light gray that maybe looks kind of dark, and you have. A, a dark okay cool you just you're on the dark team today like we're we'll just figure it out like so it's that's that whole part everybody of everybody is and welcome 
we brought so when I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when we did this uh, last time, um, we had like almost twenty people show up, and so uh, it'd be really awesome. fun if you guys want to hang out. And if you have if you want need more information, you can always hit me up um, on Twitter at Texas Seller. Uh, we have a, a Slack channel that people can join if they want to, because we have we have other people who are like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a goalie and I want to start like practicing some goalie stuff and they want to reach out to other people and like i think people are already getting together and doing that stuff so it's 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 super cool i it was like i just you know i decided to i didn't really decide to cultivate a community i mean yeah i mean fuck of course we call Uh, fc yeah um i didn't just i didn't you know when i deigned to do this i wasn't about cultivating a community and um you know a cult but i you know i'm cool with that so uh, and then the bring other thing the too, I'll just, <laughs> do not bring little Kool Aid. Bring water, uh, please, for the love of God, <laughs> uh, or something with electrolytes in it. Uh, and then the other thing I'll just point out, I have uh, I started a new podcast uh, with a friend of the, a friend of our podcast here, Eric Grady. Uh, it's called the Minnesota Sports Variety Show. Um, it's at MNSVS on Twitter. We are doing it about once a week um it's if you ever listen to the sportive podcast it, it's kind of like that but hopefully more regular uh and yeah it's just it's more of a uh some sports a lot of other non-sports stuff some some pol- political stuff so if you appreciate my thoughts on things that are not just soccer uh go check it out um it's like i said at mnsbs on twitter or look for the minnesota MN Sports Variety Show in your podcast feed of choice. I've, I don't have it in all the all the uh, the podcast catchers yet, so I don't have it on Apple or Google. But hopefully by the end of tonight, I will. I will. So, um, yeah. You guys have anything else that you need to talk about or promote or? I mean to no, not that I need to. Want to? I mean, no, nope, not even a okay. one. All right, MJ. How about you? If there's anyone who has uh, any uh, good source for some CV axles for a 2010 Corolla, please come. At, no, don't don't come at me. Never mind. All right. Uh, just know that I have some car. Go, work. I have some right. car repairs coming up. All right. If you want to do that, get specifically at, at MJ Matsui, um, at TDIKMN generally. Um, I guess if you give us that car axle shit on uh, TDIKMN, I can well, forward no, that to. Goes. I can I can forward that to MJ. Uh, you can find me at Texas Zeller. Um, Jessica. Jess is at Jessica144083. Niner. Two. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Dave's I know. Wait, yes. Shit. Sorry. Um, we are the Dave's you know. This is I know. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't die.